It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? In 1977, George Lucas formed a legacy. The Force is with me, and I am with the Force. Inspired by mythology, his saga has become a passion for many. Be the Force around you. His legend has become our story. One of resistance. We are the spark that will light the fire that will burn the first order down. Rebellion. Rebellion is built on hope. And redemption. I am a Jedi, like my father before. This is Star Wars Reactions. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Star Wars Reactions. Episode 61, to be exactly, we are going to have some fun tonight and uh, going to be discussing more of Star Wars Visions. Uh, we're going to got a lot of news for you, and it's just going to be an all-around fun-filled show. My name is Aaron Harris, and I am sweating in the lava pits of Mustafar. Joining me is my pal, my friend, and he is hopefully not suffering the fires of Mustafar the David Modders. David, brother, how's it going? I am doing well. I was going to say I was on Hoth, freezing, but I'm not because I'm in Florida. But, and it's still pretty warm here in October. So, But better, but better. Um, but no, doing really good and ready to react and uh, looking forward to uh, covering our uh, part two coverage of Star Wars Visions. Excellent, excellent. Now the question is, though, do you have air conditioning? I do. Are you not? Do you I know? don't. Oh, jeez. RAC went out this afternoon. I, for those of you who don't don't know, I live in Florida as well. I just live for, a little further south than David. Um, and RAC went out, and it is now as hot inside as it is outside. And ah, Mustafar is cooler than this. I would kill for Hoth right now. <laughs> no doubt. No it's doubt. all good. We're going to have some fun talking Star Wars. You and the family doing good, David? We are doing good. I just was, I muted the microphone because my dogs were barking there for a second. Uh, you <laughs> might hear them. They're 
a little excited here tonight, I think. I'm not sure why. My son was outside shooting baskets, but I don't know. Uh, uh, the, the leaf drops and they start barking, but, uh, you know. Uh, are they doing okay, Bean? Yeah, Mom just got home. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's my wife. <laughs> that's why they're barking, so that's a good thing. But, no, we're doing good. Just got Lena from ballet and Eli's shooting baskets, and I'm recording with you, and uh, so family's doing good. How about on your end, brother? Well, besides uh, sweating, sweating like we're in Tatooine, we're all good. Um, we're we're excited. We're uh, if you follow me on on Twitter, you know we got some housing issues going on. We're having to move, and we just found out today we have somewhere to move to. So we're excited about that. Yeah. And uh, so here in the next month. Uh, I will be during the next month. I will be packing up the luxurious Star Wars Reactions Lakeland Studio and relocating it to another part of Lakeland. So we are uh, gonna have some fun. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's exciting time, and if the air wouldn't have gone out, we'd be even happier. But you know, we take our wins and our losses and smile through them. So. Uh, we've both gone through this before with hurricanes. It's uh, no fun. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So. At least, at least with the with this, we still have electricity. We still have fans going. Whereas with the hurricanes, you don't have power. You don't have fans. Yeah, there's nothing. So yeah. exactly. So, all right. Well, let's go through there. We got a lot of news I want to talk about and cover because uh, it is just awesome. The, stuff that they've announced and we need to talk about it the first piece of news was actually announced uh today it's called bring home the bounty uh this is a merchandising uh initiative that uh, lucasfilm is doing for star wars um and what's it's a uh, great it's going to be how they're going to be announcing new products uh games new books uh it'll new toys, collectibles, it'll all be centered around this. Uh, and it'll be taking place throughout the rest of the year. Uh, every Tuesday from now through December 28th, uh, they'll be revealing new items inspired by everything from the upcoming Book of Boba Fett, uh, which, of course, will premiere December 29th through The Mandalorian, the Skywalker films, the animated series, including Bad Batch and Visions, and a whole lot more. Uh it's going to be great. It's just part one of the, one of the ways they're celebrating Lucasfilm's 50th birthday. It's going to be great. And they did announce some things today along with it, um, which includes uh, Star Wars Crocs um, from a Mandalorian-inspired Crocs. Um, we got some Ahsoka Grogu and Mandalorian-inspired sunglasses from Diff. Uh, a K2SO on Jetta, uh, Amazon exclusive Funko Pop, uh, Moroff, one of the Rebels okay. from Rogue One, and just a whole bunch of other things uh, that are uh, coming from Hasbro, uh, some vintage uh, retro collection stuff uh, from The Mandalorian and some clothing. It's, it's really cool. Um, so be on the lookout every Tuesday when they announce that. So the next... That was today's announcement. So ne when we, next week we'll have uh, new stuff, October nineteenth, and so on and so forth, 
through the month of December. So what'd you think? Have you heard, did you see this when it was announced today? Yeah. You know, I was kind of following, um, uh, Emma Candon, you know, because her book premiered today, uh, Ronan. And I was, I saw Michael Siglane, who is the big, um, Lucasfilm executive behind, um, the High Republic initiative, publishing initiative. And I saw his Twitter post and it showed a lot of the merchandise that you were just describing. Uh, it looked like it was in New York city, the picture, and it was outside and, uh, showed a lot of the merch showed that new book Ronan. And, uh, so I saw some of the stuff that you were talking about. So I had a rough idea of it, uh, but not a full, you know, I just didn't have time today to, to really see what all of it was about, but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. And, not only brought the listeners up to speed, but got me up to speed. Yeah. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun with this initiative. It actually reminds me of something they did last year. Was it last year or the year before when they did those this type of staggered release? Um, yeah. I can't remember, but it was going to, it, I think it was the year before, because I think last year we were all COVID hiding. Um, so there, uh, this is a new uh new thing uh it's going to be a lot of fun i'm going to enjoy it It'd be interesting to see what they come out with um and hopefully nothing that's going to break the bank so <laughs> right, right. you know they'll have stuff like lower price medium and, and the high high price tag right? yeah, i always want the high price tag stuff though that's my problem <laughs> so Anywho, so let's keep going. We got some more news here. Uh, and it was probably the news that excited me the most this past week uh, was when they announced a new series of books uh, that are coming out in 2022. They, they released four titles with synopsises of uh, books that are coming out uh, next year. And honestly, these books, honestly, for me, cannot come out fast enough. Uh, these are... I, this is the first time they've announced books that I've been like, I want every single one of these. Normally I'm like, those sound good. I want that one. I want that one. And if I have time, I'll get this one. But this one, I read, I, they announced them. I read all the synopsis. I'm like, dude, I got to get all of these, <laughs> uh, all four of them. Yeah. Um, Cause they look fantastic. And the first one, um, will be coming out May 10th of 2022 this one is called brotherhood star wars brotherhood uh this is written by mike chen and this is going to be awesome this is going to take us back to the clone wars uh as it follows obi-wan and anakin uh, as they try to stem the tide of the raging war and forge bonds as new jedis um it sounds great. It's it basically it's from the synopsis. It picks up after the incident on Kato Namoida. Oh, okay. Uh, so apparently it comes uh, here. I'll let me read the synopsis real quick. Uh, it says after an explosion devastates Kato Namoida, the jewel of the Trade Federation, the Republic is blamed, and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi Wan Kenobi one of the Jedi's Order's most gifted diplomatic minds, to investigate, 
investigate the crime and maintain the balance that has begun to dangerously shift. As Obi-Wan investigates with the help of a heroic Nemboidin guard, he finds himself working against separatists who have uh, who hope to draw the planet into their conspiracy and sense the sinister hand of Asajj Ventress in the mist that cloaks the planet. Ooh, nice. Okay, so this, yes. yeah. So this is, yeah, whereas Dark Disciple is really at the end of the Clone Wars, the, the novel that was based on eight scripts from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Asajj is in that and Dooku and... Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. I, I, so this I like is it. this is great. And what's there's a little bit more to the synopsis. So let's. let's it says uh, amid the brewing chaos, Anakin Skywalker rises to the rank of Jedi Knight. Despite the mandate that Obi Wan travel alone, his former masters and uh, and his former master and masters' insistence that he listen this time. Uh, Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising yet conflicted youngling. Once Padawan, once a Padawan to Obi-Wan, Anakin now finds himself on equal but uncertain footing with the man who raised him. The lingering friction between them increases the danger. For everyone around them, the two knights must learn a new way to work together as they must quickly as they learn quickly to save Kato Nomoya and its people from the fires of war. They must to overcome the threat. They must grow beyond master and apprentice and stand together as brothers. So this looks great. This, I, I, I can't lie. This is this one. This, this was the first one that I went, Oh snap. <laughs> Uh, when I read the synopsis, because this sounds like it's going to be outstanding. And I'm curious. I'm extremely curious because you notice in there, uh, it says uh, nothing could stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising yet conflicted youngling. I wonder who he's bringing along. Are you talking Anakin? Anakin, yes. Yes, this is Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising yet conflicted youngling. Mm. Well, younglings come before Padawans. Yes. And Ahsoka was a Padawan. So what do you think? Who are you thinking? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. But this is early enough in the Clone Wars. Yeah. That maybe it could be her. Oh, maybe. She may not, she may still been a, she may not have been elevated from youngling to Padawan yet. Mm. We will have to wait and find out though. I this is that one line piqued my interest more than anything. So about the, with cool. this book. That's cool. So that's coming out May 10th, 2022. Uh, the next book after that will be on June 7th, uh, 2022. It's called Stories of Jedi and Sith. Uh, this is actually written by various authors. Uh, it's actually a compilation 
of stories, 10, 10 stories, actually. Um, it's based on, it's basically a middle grade anthology book. Okay. Uh, looking at some of the saga's most popular characters from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Asajj Ventress, just to name a few. Um, what here, but it's got a great list of authors here. We have uh, Rosanna Brown, uh, Sarwat Chada, Delilah S. Dawson, Tessa Gratton, Michael Kogi, Sam mm-hmm. Maggs, Michael Morsey. Alex Segura, Vera Strange, Karen Strong, and everything is illustrated by Jake Bartok. Um, so this just this this just seems like it's going to be fun. Um, a series of, of essentially short stories. I wonder if this is going to be. And I'm looking at my, my all my Star Wars books in front of me right now. I wonder if it's going to be like Stories of Light and Dark. And uh, there was a Clone Wars one that you and I both got. Mm-hmm. Um, the audiobook was great because it had Sam Witwer reading, you know, uh, as Darth Maul. Uh, James Arnold Taylor did some. And it seemed like the same grade level, you know, that kind yes. of description. So I wonder if it's a, you know, kind of that one was focused on Clone Wars stories. If this one is more like spread out um like like the description you gave so yeah sounds similar and that you know does that make sense yeah yeah it makes perfect sense to me that's exactly how i was picturing it was was like that book uh with just 10 short stories uh or and stories in there that are just going to expand on the character um so i'm really looking forward to that i'd really be interested especially seeing what stories are in there when it finally gets released how they work out the audiobook because like you said with the uh stories of light and dark they actually did had various people work on it including james arnold taylor sam whitwer uh cat Tabor did one didn't she okay, yes i was just yeah. gonna say, cat I was gonna say. Well. um yes. so there was a lot of great stories in that phenomenal performances so i'm kind of hoping for the same thing but we'll see Agreed. I hope for the same thing. Uh, those kind of uh, voice actors. Mm-hmm. All right. So next on the list will is a novel that will be released on June twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, by Adam Christopher. This is called Shadow of the Sith. Shadow of the Sith. All right. And here is the story. Here is the synopsis. The Empire is dead. Nearly two decades on from the Battle of Endor, the tattered remnants of Palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. But for the heroes of the New Republic, danger and loss are ever-present companions, even in this newly forged era of peace. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker is haunted by visions of the dark side, foretelling of an ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space on a dead world called Exegol. The disturbance in the force is undeniable, and Luke's worst fears are confirmed when his old friend, Lando Calrissian, comes to him with reports of a new Sith menace. After his daughter was stolen from his arms, Lando searches the stars for any trace of his lost child, but every rumor only led to dead ends and fading hopes until he crossed paths with Ochi of Bastoon, a Sith assassin tasked with kidnapping a young girl. Ochi's true motives remain shrouded and 
to Luke and Lando, for on a junkyard moon, a mysterious envoy of the Sith Eternal has bequeathed a sacred blade to the assassin, promising that it will give him the answers to the questions that have haunted him since the Empire fell. In exchange, he must complete a final mission, return to Exegol with the key to the Sith's glorious rebirth, the granddaughter of Darth Sidious himself, Rey. Ochi hunts Rey and her parents on the edge of the galaxy. Luke and Lando race into the mystery of the Sith's lingering shadow and aid a young family running for their lives. So it sounds like this is yeah. filling in the gap between Last Jedi and filling in the gaps from Rise of Skywalker. Right. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it is interesting because Lando talks about this, you know, mm -hmm. in the Rise of Skywalker, uh, Billy D. Williams himself. It's almost like I, I keep going back to J.J. Abrams when, you know, it wasn't talked about a lot, but it, it went, it made its rounds through, the interwebs that JJ asked for two movies. Uh, and yes. we all know that that's squished into one rise of Skywalker. And, uh, you know, this could be stuff, you know, that, that could have been in there, but it could, it, it could be a lot of fun and, you know, fill that in a little bit more in terms of what happened. Uh, I'm, I have to admit, I don't, I'm not as interested in this as in, the Brotherhood one you described, and then the last one uh, that we'll go mm -hmm. over. Uh, but I have some interest in it, but not as much as, like I said, Brotherhood by Mike Chen, or like I said, when we talk about uh, um, Padawan when we, in a minute. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? How do you feel about this one? I'm actually, this one actually has got me very interested because I want to see the story. Because, you know, there's, always stories you know they release these movies there's always holes in them somehow and there's then of course they have books that fill in the gaps so i'm interested to see how this fills the gap and explains things that happened that got him to that point um that got us to rise of skywalker so i'm very I, i'm very curious honestly uh and and don't I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for saying this and I love y'all just understand. I, I, it's how I feel. Um, I I'll, really am curious to see if this is going to enhance the story told in the sequel. It, well, it'd be interesting if it does, you know, if, if when material time material can, you know, if it can do that, mm -hmm. If it won't, you know, um, I, it, it, it definitely, I mean, I, I feel that it can, um, there's always going to be other material that enhances something else. I mean, like when I, uh, watched the clone wars for the first time, it changed completely how I felt about, uh, revenge of the Sith. Um, it changed my entire out outlook on that. So it's, you know, it, there are things that come out that can do that. So same with books, you know, uh, I, for me, it was the, um, the, the Thrawn books or even the, um, master and apprentice was a phenomenal one. Bloodlines changed everything about, 
about how you looked at Leia in the the sequels. So these are these things have the potential to enhance the story and make them make them better. I want to say, um, and I think that will. And I'm I'm very interested to see if this actually succeeds in doing that, uh, which is why I'm very interested. In this. And and don't get me wrong, people, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the sequels. Okay. Um, I, I, everybody has their, you know, everybody has their own thoughts and opinions and I love and respect everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. But for me, you know, I thought they were good. Um, I thought they could have been better. I thought there was a lack of continuity, but this, that's a discussion for another time, but they were good movies and I'm hoping this will knit them together in a way that it makes them more coherent. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does. And, and, you know, you got me thinking about something and I, I was going to look back and see when we, you and I did a, a, an episode of Star Wars reactions. We looked at, um, the novelization of the rise of Skywalker. And I was just thinking back in my mind's eye, that's by Ray Carson, some of the stuff that she put in there and that did, it, it made me in, enjoy the story more, the things that she added. It wasn't a ton, but, but some of it. Um, and, uh, and so, yes, I do think that, that shadow of the Sith has the opportunity to do that. I hope it does. I'm going to, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. get it on. Well, I'm, I'm game, you know, so yeah, <laughs> so, let's so, go. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, we have one more book and I will say this is probably the one I'm most excited for. Okay. This one will release July 26, 2022. This will be written by uh, Kirsten White. And this one's called Padawan. You heard David refer to it earlier, uh, but this is called Padawan. And what I, what intrigues me the most about this is who it's about, and how it is set. So let, let me just read the synopsis and y'all, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll share our thoughts. Uh, the synopsis is this Obi-Wan Kenobi really wants to be a good Padawan, the best Padawan even, but that feeling but that's feeling more and more impossible with his new master, Qui-Gon Jinn. All of Obi-Wan's friends are off training to be real Jedi, getting mission experience, while he is still on Coruscant, practicing his forms and sitting in silent contemplation. Ever since Qui-Gon's former master, Master Dooku, left the Order, it felt like Qui-Gon has been too busy trying to connect with the Force or arguing with the Jedi Council uh, to properly train, or to, to, excuse me, let me start that sentence over because I got tongue-tied. Ever since Qui-Gon's former Master Dooku left the Order, it feels like Qui-Gon has been too busy trying to connect with the Force or arguing with the Council to properly train his Padawan. When Obi-Wan Kenobi finally convinces Qui-Gon to take him on a mission to a remote planet once explored by ancient Jedi, his master doesn't show up the morning that they are to leave. So Obi-Wan impulsively takes off by himself. Upon arriving on the mysterious lush planet, he encounters a group of teenagers with no adult supervision and who all seem to have connection to the Force. 
Free from the constraints of the order, Obi-Wan joins them in their daring adventure, but the Padawan side of him keeps questioning the teen's strange relationship to the Force and the verdant planet around them and what it all might mean to his future. Obi-Wan will test his limit, will test the limits of his relationship with the Jedi and to the Force with this exciting yet soulful exploration of one of Star Wars' most enduring heroes. I'm with you. This is the one I'm most excited for. And the first thing I thought about was Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. And this is going to be mm-hmm. before that. It has to be, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be. Because yeah. this is saying he's never left the planet. He's, he wasn't on a planet, hasn't been off the planet for any missions. He's just gotten his Qui-Gon as his master. He hasn't been. So this would take place prior to Master and Apprentice. Yeah, I, I'm... You know, and I, in fact, I've been wanting to go back and listen to my audio book, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, and how that has quite gone. Like, kind of listen to that, listen to Padawan, and then I actually have the physical copy of Master and Apprentice. But uh, if it's anywhere near Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, because um, I do love the interplay between Kenobi and Qui-Gon, then mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm in, man. I'm, this is the one I'm most excited for. Out, again, like out of the ones they've announced, this is the one I'm most excited for like you. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to this one because um, it's probably the one that's got me scratching my head the most, especially when they're talking about him basically basically going right. He's, he's basically being Anakin. Right. So. Right which I'm interested to see because it kind of changes your perspective of him when he's trying to deal with Anakin. And you're like, dude, that's what you did. <laughs> right. Right. Like, do, do as right. I say, not what I did. Um, so yeah, that it'll comes be up interesting in the, to see. It comes up in the elder. One of the ones we're going to cover here, uh, episodes five through nine of visions. It does. And so I, I just want to throw that in there real fast, but excellent. I'll, I'll, excellent. I <laughs> well, that that pretty much wraps up our news for this week. Um, and be on the lookout for those. Those books are on pre-order now, so hit up wherever you pre-order your books, whether it's your local bookstore or whether it's on Amazon. Uh, you can pre-order those if you are interested. Uh, I already did. Um, so awesome. uh, so I'm... I'm looking forward for those to start arriving. So, all right. So what we're going to do, we're going to get into our uh, actual discussion today, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with uh, our discussion of uh, the last five episodes of visions. Hang around. We'll be right back. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier 
about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. Aaron and David here, and we are having our second part of our discussion of Star Wars Visions. We're looking at episodes five through nine uh, tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Um, So let's go ahead and jump in and take a look. Uh, We have the next episode on the list, if you're looking at them in numerical order on Disney Plus, is The Ninth Jedi. Uh, It was written by Kenji Kamiyama and also directed by Kenji Kamiyama. Uh, Basically, this episode is about the daughter of a legendary Jedi lightsaber smith who is pursued by dark forces. The next episode after that was T.O.B. One, T.O.B. One, written by Abel Gongora, directed by Yuchiro Kido. Uh, and this one was about a cybernetic boy who dreams to one day become a heroic Jedi. And this, he discovers a secret about his creator's past that threatens their once peaceful existence. Dun, dun, dun. The Elder was up next, written by Masi, Masahiko Otsuka and directed by the same guy. Um, this one, of course, is about a pacifist Jedi and his restless Padawan uh, who pursue a dark presence to a small village on the outer on an outer rim planet. The eighth episode, entitled Lop and Ocho. Now, I'm sorry, I got to stop right here and say something. I find it ironic that Lop and Ocho are the eighth episode of Star Wars Visions because Ocho is Spanish for eight. Right. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't think that was a mistake. <laughs> yes. It's just, I, the irony in it is beyond me. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is the eighth episode, Lop and Ocho, written by Sayawaka and directed by Yuki Igarashi. And this one, of course, is about a powerful patriarch who clashes with his eldest daughter about confronting the encroaching new empire. And last but not least, we have Aka. Akakiri. That's it. Akakiri. 
I was saying it. I was saying it really good before we started recording, David. You know, seriously, I really was because I was going through tra- practicing all these names, and I just butchered that. Uh, Akakiri, written by uh, Yuchiro Kido and In Young Choi. Uh, this one, of course, a Jedi returns to his forbidden love to help her defend her kingdom. From a Sith-like Shogun. So those are the five episodes we are looking at tonight. Uh, David, what were your initial thoughts when you've watched these first five episodes? Yeah, I think for, for these five shorts, I, I feel like this set it has one that stands out to me. Generally, it might change in my mind's eye, but generally one that stands out. And it's the Ninth Jedi. And I felt like in the first four, one through four, there was two that stood out for me. Uh, one was the duel, and the other one was um, the village bride. And those those both really stood out for me in those first four. Um, you know, the other four shorts all have little bits that I like, but none necessarily stick out above each other in my view. And that's generally just a quick synopsis of my uh, of those of those five shorts. Okay, perfect, perfect. You know, for for me, as I said last week, uh, when we we did our last episode covering the first four, these were good episodes. These are good. These are good stories, um, but they're just not for me. Um, you know, I'm not you know not not bashing it or anything like that because they are good. They were enjoyable, and I watched them. Um, but you know, I'm not an anime fan, so. There, there was no, I didn't, and so I, that it's odd for me watching that type of animation, but there's also the fact that there's not any kind of direct connection to the rest of the Star Wars saga that we, like everything else we've gotten. And I struggled with that. You know, we got Rebels that connects to, to the, to this original story. We got Clone Wars, which is in part of the original story. Even the standalone Rogue One connects directly into A New Hope. Solo connects directly. It's about one of the main characters from the saga. You know, everything kind of meshes in. Resistance meshes right into the uh, story. So these are all things that meshed in. And this this series, Visions, you know, it, it's unique. It's fun. There's some good stories. Uh, but it, it, there's just to me, there's no without there being that connection to the main stories. It, it, it I found it a little lacking. So, but that's just me. Well said. Um, but I will say this: I am very glad they made these um, because you know this is how we get exposed to new things, and new, that is all. That's a good thing as well. So I'm glad they made these. I'm glad I got to experience visions uh, and watch these episodes because it exposed me to new styles of animation, new storytelling, uh, different creators, um, basically a, a pretty much an entirely different culture than what we're, I'm used to with Star Wars. And even though it, well, I said earlier, it's not for me. And even though it's not for me, uh, I didn't feel it was for me. A lot of people felt it. And that is what I absolutely love about visions. Because it did connect with a whole world of people um, that, you know, enjoy that, 
anime and that those those designs and those styles. So yeah, so there we go. So let, let's get into our the same questions we asked about the first four uh, tonight. Uh, David, what was your favorite short from episode five through nine? Yeah, for me, you know, it's the ninth Jedi. You know, I did go back. I watched it a second time. Um, I enjoyed it so much more. I enjoyed it the first time. Uh, felt it was the best one of those you know, five through nine, the very first time and felt that way even more so watching, watching it again. I really enjoyed the idea of the wielder's heart, the, the, the wielder of that particular lightsaber, any of the lightsabers and how their heart determined the color of the blade. Very cool. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Cara, the, the daughter there, uh, uh, her lightsaber develop as she became stronger in the force. And um, I don't have it in the show notes, but I didn't really enjoyed the uh, speeder bike chase that she was in as well. Um, a little fun side note, I love that that droid that flies her up to the <laughs> Temple Observatory. He cracked me up. He was great. And uh, so so there's just a lot of parts of that. I have more than that that I, I enjoyed. But for me, it's uh, the Ninth Jedi, uh, not even close uh, in terms of, uh, any others for me? Uh, Ninth Jedi, my favorite of um, the shorts five through nine. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, for for me, my favorite again with like you was the was the Ninth Jedi. It was just hand down uh, the best, uh, and I would actually say it was probably the best out of all nine of them. I I, I liked it that much. Um, it was the the story in this was probably the most connected i felt to the characters and to the plot than out of any of it and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they actually took the time to tell the story this one was the longest out of all of them this one was the 22 minute episode um and it actually was the longest and so they took time to flesh out the characters a little more and make them uh, likable and, and make you care about them and worry about them while also telling a fantastic story that really I can honestly say I want to see more of this story I want to know what happens to Kara and her new masters as they try to rebuild the Jedi Order um, I, I think it's a phenomenal story and concept and I think this would be great uh, to see more of down the road uh, so Ninth Jedi, definitely my favorite uh, from five to nine. And like I said, definitely my favorite from one through nine as well. So I hear you. That's a I, I'm hard to argue against you. You know, I really <laughs> enjoyed the duel. And um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This one's right there. See, I, I liked the duel. The duel was great. It, it's that yes. definitely my second favorite because um, just the way it was made and, and the looks, it, it just had that old samurai movie feel to it. And I lo- and I liked that. Um, but it, w- there, I didn't have that connection to the story that I had with the ninth Jedi, uh, which is why I put it a little over the top there. That's, makes sense to me. Yeah. Makes pretty. So, all right. Now, unfortunately, we have to ask this one. What was your least favorite of the shorts from five through nine? It was there was a couple that were pretty close for me. Um, but for me, it's Akakiri. 
I, I know it's the one that's probably the closest to um, Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress and so on. I, I guess I need to go and just watch that. Um, but the animation, I mean, like I said, there, you and I talked about it last week in terms of within anime, right, anime, within anime, there's various types of animation. Like you mentioned in the duel, very different look than um, this. And, uh, for example, Tatooine Rhapsody, uh, very different. Um, uh, 2OB1, right, Toby, uh, looks even different. So um, I just don't like this particular... It, I don't know what it is. It just looks like... It looks like the, there just isn't the details... Um, that I'd like to see. I don't know. It's hard for me to explain it, but um, uh, I know it feels a lot like episode three. There's that in there, but I just, I just didn't, I guess I just didn't dig it like the Ninth Jedi or the Duel uh, or even the Village Bride. So for me, it's Akakiri. You know, I have to admit, I never made that connection until you said it out loud. T O B one Toby. Yeah. Toby. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I sat back in my chair and was like, Oh my gosh, I am so stupid. How did I not see that? Well, well, no, yeah. Like T O Toby and he calls him, you know, professor, um, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm trying to keep all the names straight, but the professor calls him Toby kind of like from, from a robot yeah. to a boy. But I, I have to, to, to be consistent with you, Aaron, and, and something that just I didn't pick up on it. There's so many details in all these shorts. I was listening to our good friend Jason Brames' uh, podcast called Waiting for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Or forgive me, Waiting for Obi. And uh, he and his co-host, Kim, they were talking. They're covering. They're doing kind of like 20-minute little episodes covering each of these nine episodes. A little different than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he brought up the droid in the twins, the one that's out in space and has the helmet on who doesn't really need it. But am the, the female Sith, a human doesn't, you know, we talked about that last week, but Jason pointed out that his name, uh, is let's see. Two O B N, right. Is that right? No, uh, it's it's, from, from the, from twins, from the twins, the robot, each letter or initial is just one before C3PO. So, right. So it's B and then it's B. Oh, it's B2 O N. Right. Okay. Instead of C3PO, it's B2 O N. C3PO. Yeah, there it is. I was like, wait a minute. Just like you said there with TOB1 and Toby, when Jason said that, I, I had not even thought about that or picked up on that um, when you and I covered it last week. I think it's because you know, I just didn't like the twins that much. Um, but, you know, yes, just little plays on that. I just wanted you to know that. Don't, don't feel bad. There's there's a bunch of stuff I, I've missed in these episodes as well. Huh. I did not catch that either, but that is pretty stinking cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty stinking cool. But 
what what completely off subject we're just talking about re- the stuff that's that's in there the in the one um the elder was it the yeah the elder was it the elder yeah the elder do you notice how the jedi sounded like han solo that's you mean the 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 master not the padawan the matter yeah the master yeah yeah that you know who that is that's uh david harbour who plays hopper on um stranger things and uh and of course uh friday night i watched black widow because it became available that was good you're right and he plays the red guardian so there's yes the red guardian is uh master was it tajin t-a-j-i-n uh, the master to, to Dan. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, now that's completely off subject, but yes, I watched black widow Thursday. It was released Wednesday. I watched it Thursday. Oh my gosh. That was so good. It was fun. I watched it. I watched it Friday and, uh, that was so good. So, so good. I was so worth the wait. I really, I'm glad I avoided all the spoilers on it. It was so good. Oh, me too. Um, I didn't, I didn't hear any spoilers. I mean, it was supposed to come out May of 2020. And so mm-hmm. it's a year since it was supposed to come out. And uh quick side question, the stinger at the end, did they, Dude. Ch- did they change it from what it would have been if it was released last year? I That's was, a good question. I, I don't know. Wondering. Because there's someone who shows up in it who, let's just say, we see in the series, the short series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yep. we can yep. talk about She's that later. But in I'll there, have... and yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I, you know, that's a good question because uh, I don't know if they, they would have changed that or not, but. You know, with all the production delays they've had because of COVID, this could have been the plans all along. But because uh, who knows? Honestly, who really knows? Yeah. So. All right. All right. Back to back to our least favorites. Uh, you said a cut. Akakiri. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the one I can't pronounce. Um, that's the one you don't like. Uh, for me, actually, it was. T-O-B-1, Toby. I did not like that one. Um, if the whole Pinocchio style story, I'm a real Jedi. Um, just, it didn't do anything for me. Um, it, the animation was just so cartoonish for me. Um, it was, I, I, I had no problem getting up and let's put it like this. I had no problem getting up in the middle of any episode of the episode, walking into the kitchen, getting it, refilling my water cup and walking back and not hitting pause. <laughs> that's how, that's how disconnected from that episode I was. So that well, is my least favorite. Well, and I'm, I'm jumping in. You got to forgive me, but I said to you, there was two that were pretty low. It was Akakiri and, and TOB one. I'm right there. Okay. With you. Yeah, it, it was, both of those, I'm, I'm completely with you. Uh, either one of those could be, you know, my least uh, favorite. Again, little bits I liked from Akakiri, little bits from TOB1. But again, you and I had set up a series of questions for ourselves. And again, the one I said and the one you said are, are right there for me at the bottom. Oh, absolutely. Now, 
I, I will say this, and, and this is going to take us right into our next question uh, about our favorite moments or aspects from episode five through nine. Even though TOB one is my least favorite out of all of these, it actually contains my favorite moment. Lay it out there. And that is actually having TOB one when he's fighting uh, and he's just kind of laying there. He ends up uh, seeing his master again in the world between worlds. Is that confirmed that it's that, or is it kind of, if it's not that you're it, it, to me, that's what it is. That's what I'm calling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. no confirmation on the website or anything like that, but you can't tell me that wasn't the world between worlds. That was pretty straightforward. What it was, what it appeared to be. Um, it, it just, it, cause that's where he, he sees him. He's in his, his physical cybernetic boy form. And then all of a sudden when he gets knighted, he ends up looking like a real boy, which kind of killed the scene for me. But you know, it was that having that world between world esque design, uh, I, I actually actually enjoyed that because you know there's not enough about the world between worlds um, out there, and I thought that just was a nice touch. I like that. I like that. My, so, well, uh, what was, yeah, what's from, your favorite, Dave? Yeah, my, mine was um, uh, it was the twist in the Ninth Jedi. I really thought that was really cool, and I kind of I mentioned it a little bit before with the blades showing what the wielder's heart's all about. I thought mm-hmm. that was really neat, and I liked where, um, uh, what is it, um, uh, uh, Juro, um, Margrave Juro, how he hides himself yeah. in the robot. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked. Um, um, uh, Kara's uh, father being a lightsaber maker when he, you know, it's a different take than uh, uh, Huang, right? Professor Huang, who guides the yeah. young to forge their lightsabers, you know, after getting them on Ilum. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Kara's dad doing that. Um, I have to say this I did enjoy that Master Padawan relationship in the Elder. Um, you know, you'd mentioned what he sounded like. I do agree. Yeah, there was a, the Han Solo-esque quality that David Harbour brought to that. Um, but I, I, I did like the fight between the Master and the Elder. And it reminded me of the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul on Tatooine and how it was very short, right, in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and shortly thereafter, the discussion about how time or age won, right? Master uh, Taja. Yeah. T-A-J-I-N again, that's, you know, then there's the Padawan, Dan, very, very earth name, kind of a little different from there. But I really liked how the master really kind of downplayed the victory saying, you know, time won. And how if that guy was younger, this might have been a very different outcome. But I thought that was a very neat discussion on how um, uh, age and time takes a toll on, on all of us. So. I like how that ended. Very cool. Very cool. I, yeah, that was, those are great, great things. Great things mm. uh, about that episode. Well said, well said. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up and go into our final thoughts here. Um, David, why don't you kick us off with your final thoughts? All right. Yeah. In my humble opinion, you know, I enjoyed these shorts. Um, I said that 
you know, last week. Um, but again, you know, I'm not going to return to these like I do to the Clone Wars episodes, Rebels episodes, uh, even Bad Batch episodes. Um, and it's just merely a personal preference in what I like animation-wise. And I, and I laid that out last week in terms of kind of what I was raised with, plus just how much I really enjoyed, enjoyed what George and Dave Filoni developed uh, visually in the Clone Wars and how it got better and better every season. Um, I will add, um, I uh, just finished, I wanted to say this, uh, Star Wars The High Republic, The Edge of Balance. That's part of the High Republic Publishing Initiative. Uh, it, this one was a book one. There's going to be another book, and it can go on. But this was by Justina Ireland, and, and the other author is Shima Shinya. And, and I got to say, I really enjoyed the story and the art. And I, the art in there is by, by, by Mizuki, I think it's Saka Kibara. Saka Kibara, I think I'm getting it right. And, it's, and it's, I think we believe it's manga. Uh, in fact, when I went to go get the book, I actually got the, you know, got it at Barnes and Noble. Um, it wasn't in the Star Wars section. The person there took me over to the manga section, and, and there it was. And I really liked how uh, Lily Tora, I'm going to block on her last name, Lily Tora, I don't know, I got to look at it, uh, the main Jedi there, um, uh, I like uh, how her former master, Arkoff, is drawn, a, a Wookiee, um, and some of the others. I don't want to say some who some of the other Jedi are in there because I don't want to spoil anything. It's you know, it's not. It just came out in September, so. Okay. But I want I wanted to say that that again, you know, Aaron and I have talked about some of the stuff we didn't like, but also saying some of the stuff we liked. I. I really at first initially missed the color. It's all black and white. The drawings. Uh, so, you know, there's not a color, you know, they show her on the cover um, with green lightsabers and stuff like that. But inside, when I slowed down and really looked at the art, it just, it really made a difference. And I'll, I'll get book two when it comes out next year. And so I did want to mention that, you know, um, I, I, I did read that and, and that fits in, you know, kind of with this whole anime thing that's been going on here with Visions and, uh, and then even Aaron and I were going to briefly mention that we're recording this on October 12th. Emma Cannon's book, Ronin, a Visions novel, uh, came out today. If you're listening to this, you know, afterwards, it's, it was a few days ago or the day before. But uh, I started that on Audible and already am enjoying it. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um I still haven't picked that up yet. I need to grab that while I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, for me, overall, this series has just been fun. Um, like I said, anime's not my style. Never has been. I, I don't know if it ever will be. Um, it's just not, it's not me. Um, but I'm glad we got, I'm glad I got this exposure to it. And, and I definitely have a lot of respect uh, for the stories told, uh, and, and the work that went into it because it, it's beautiful animation. No, no doubt. Um, it's a different style, different design. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I will say about these last five that we are discussing tonight. Uh, this is probably the, the ninth Jedi is probably one I will go 
back to and watch again um, because it I, it connected to me that much. So, so I can't say I'll I'll like I said last week I'll I said I probably will just watch these once and never watch them again. I I can't say that now because after watching the Ninth Jedi, I'm I'm blown away, uh, honestly, by how good that one was. So it's definitely one I would come back and and not and not will. I, I definitely will come back and rewatch. Uh, so more power, more power to them. I, I definitely hope uh, that they plan another wave of these because uh, it, it's just a fun, enhanced story. It's different, uh, and I and like I said, it's not going to be for everybody. But for those who love anime, this is for them, and they love it. And I love the fact that they got something they can love. Um, and I hope that uh, for their sake, I hope we get more. And I hope it all centers around the Ninth Jedi. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely need more of that. So, well, so. All right. Perfect, perfect. Well, with that, that closes out our discussion on uh, Star Wars Visions. Uh, we're uh, If you want to share your thoughts or opinions uh, about Star Wars Visions, you can hit us up anywhere on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram at SW Reactions, or Twitter at SW Reactions Pod, or, of course, you can email us anytime, night and day, uh, show at StarWarsReactions.com. David, it's time for Psychology Corner. Do, 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 do. Making right. up my own ditty as we go. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm going to continue in this Psychology Corner with uh, another of Freud's defense mechanisms. We've been going through them over the last several Star Wars Reactions episodes, and I've been having a lot of fun with them, uh, reading more about them, and then just kind of doing quick synopses and presenting them to our listeners. So this is one that maybe, you know, uh, our listeners and most people around the world uh, know you've heard of it. Forget about Freud or any defense mechanisms. We've all heard people say this and do this. And it is the defense mechanism called rationalization. And what this is, is using false, though plausible excuses to justify irrational, unjustified, or unacceptable behaviors. Um, I'm sure, Aaron, that you know everyone listening has seen different people, different groups, even nations use rationalization to justify their unacceptable behaviors. Um, we'll do a small-scale and large-scale example and, and wrap up. Uh, but again, just quick synopsis for people. On a small scale, You know, all of us have seen people steal from work because they say, well, it's, quote, it's a large corporation. They make millions, unquote. Right. It's it maybe they do, but it still doesn't justify stealing, whether you're stealing from someone who's poor or someone who has more money. Stealing, stealing. Right. Don't do it. (laughs) Um, So um, the one that we see, you know, on the biggest scale and and it's really tough. Uh, to think about, but we do this as humans. Um, Again, the imperfections in us, but on a small scale, this is on a big scale. Perhaps the biggest scale is when humans justify killing other humans for many different reasons. You know, an example I give is 
when we, throughout the history of time, you know, um, we've seen the, 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 this kind of statement. Um, they, this group, these people, they're why we're having problems in our country, right? And um, it, it's interesting, Aaron, uh, several years back, um, a friend of mine, uh, J.D. Steed uh, and myself and another friend, uh, Courtney, uh, we all uh, go to church together and we took our youth group down to St. Pete. Now, again, in St. Pete, Florida, not not too far from Aaron and myself here uh, in uh, FLA, USA. And so we took our youth group down uh, to the Holocaust Museum and our docent that day, um, he happened to be Jewish and he did an incredible job of explaining the Holocaust at the exact right level for our teenage uh, youth group members. Now, he took me aside at the end and he says, look, you know, usually when it's just adults, I, I take it up a notch and I talk about more of the atrocities because they're adults and they can deal with it. But he did an excellent job. But um, he at one point showed there was five different groups of people that Hitler went after not just Jewish people, but the, 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 the section that he took us through in that museum, the Holocaust Museum, was, number one, you know, here's Hitler blaming, you know, rationalizing, hey, the problems we're having are because of Jewish people. Or number two, it's because of gypsies. I didn't realize that they were targeted. Uh, number three, uh, people who are gay or lesbian, they're the problem. Okay, let's put them in the ovens. Um, next group, if you're mentally handicapped, and then number five, the fifth group that he targeted, uh, are you uh, physically handicapped? So those are five groups of people. Maybe there was more, but at least in this particular Holocaust Museum, it showed background and data behind these five groups of people. But again, the rationalization, you know, my problems are because of this person, um, whether the same color as me or not, or the same nationality or background or religious affiliate, whatever. Those people are the, the reason for my problem, so let's kill them. And um, so, unfortunately, uh, you know, as humans, uh, we can rationalize. And, and I've always said this in my professional career to my clients, you know, humans can rationalize any behavior. If you can rationalize killing somebody, you can rationalize anything. And um, unfortunately, our brains <laughs> uh, can allow us to do that. But there is... Uh, rationalization, one of Freud's many defense mechanisms. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I love that you're going through these defense mechanisms because, you know, it's all things we need to know. So I'm Ooh. glad you're sharing that uh, with us. If somebody has a question about uh, your psychology corner or about Star Wars, then they want to talk to you about it. How would they go about doing that, David? Yeah, two different, well, three now. Um, Twitter's never changed. That is at David underscore Modders, M O D D E R S. Uh, email is David at StarWarsReactions.com. And then there is Instagram. And just like last week, I said I would post more pictures. I did. And then since last episode last week, I posted some more. And so um, not tons, but Again, I said I was going to get better at posting uh, on Instagram. Again, they're all Star Wars related. Um, so if people want to go check that out, they might see a couple pictures about a very cool ride at 
Galaxy's Edge. Dun, dun, dun. But it won't give away anything regarding a rise. So. No, no, no. You're just trying to get a rise out of people. <laughs> oh, excuse the pun. <laughs> very nice, brother. Touche, uh, touche. You know, it's, it's the dad jokes in me just coming out, so... Oh, no. Oh, no. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Are you ready? But if you want to talk Star Wars with me, let me give you my info first before we go into our dad joke of the week. Uh, if you want to talk Star Wars with me, best way is Twitter at TA Harris 121079 or email me, Aaron, at com. All right. If you're ready, David, I have an all new dad joke of the week for you. Oh, I'm bracing myself. All right, here we go. There we go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, get ready to laugh. What did Han Solo say to the waiter who recommended he get the haddock? All right. All right, Aaron. What did Han Solo say to the waiter who recommended the haddock? Never tell me the cods. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even my dog laying next to me just groaned. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that on the microphone. Perfect timing. She's been, <laughs> she's been sleeping the whole time. She hears a joke. Oh, uh, there's that Aaron again. Uh, uh. Wow. Last week's was actually funny. This is a <laughs> dad joke groaner. Uh, that was fun. I like that one. That was good. That was good. I got to find a better, I got to find a lamer one for next week. So, all right. So we'll see what we can come up with. Uh, David, my friend, I have had so much fun this week. Me too. I hope everyone enjoys this as much as you and I do. And uh, you have a good week and all of our listeners too. Absolutely. You too, buddy. Thank you for listening in everybody. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love y'all pray for y'all hope y'all are doing well and uh, pray for the best for each of you. Remember, this is your place for elegant discussion for a most civilized age. If you'd like to share your thoughts, you can email us at show at starwarsreactions.com. For our show notes and the latest news from the Star Wars universe, visit our website at www.starwarsreactions.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWReactionsPod or on Facebook at Star Wars Reactions. If you enjoy our show, please leave a review on iTunes. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or by Lucasfilm Limited. It's intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www www.starwars.com Star Wars. All names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and the respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Star Wars Reactions, unless otherwise indicated. Star Wars Reactions. Elegant discussion for a more civilized age. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.